0: Coming to you from Bell Rev Prison with a bomb placed at the back of their skulls, it's the Bad Coyote Funky
1: Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to our, what's this, fifth preview podcast,
0: guys? That's number five. This is yeah, lucky
1: something. number five. So, due to popular demand, and by popular demand, I mean this is the what everyone's looking at on badcarrityfunky.com. This week, we're actually going to cover Suicide Squad, uh, the casting, the, the movie itself, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, however, to get everyone's appetite going, uh, this week, or this week, this podcast for the preview, we're going to talk about casting specifically. So I know when I looked at that first picture, there was a lot of things that I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that. And I actually did have a couple of actors in mind for different roles um, for my favorite character. I don't know if you guys had felt the same
2: way. Maybe for, I mean, for one, for my, for Harley Quinn, not really, but for everyone else. I mean, I can't see Will Smith's dead shot. That's just me.
1: Yeah, yeah that that's uh, that that was literally what I was honing in on. Um, as much as I love Will Smith, and as much as I think he's a, a good actor, it's just uh, it's just not a good fit in my opinion. Uh, yeah, Dave, who, who yeah. is I know you're you're new to Suicide Squad. You're not much of a, a comic reader, but you appreciate you know the the movies and you appreciate the animation as well that comes out of it. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I know you uh, just watched the Task Force X episode of Justice League Unlimited.
2: Um, so based off of that, who is your favorite character? Honestly, I have to go with Har- Harley Quinn. Okay, okay. Just because, I mean, I remember she was in, originally in the A- Batman M-A series and mm-hmm. never really was part of the Batman universe until the series. And the fact that people liked her so much, they made her part of the comic book. Yeah, that that's that
1: happens not often, where a character that is created outside of the comic book universe for comic book um, animation or TV show or movie is embraced so much that it's actually incorporated into that universe. Um, after watching a couple episodes with Harley in it, though, for the animated series, it's not surprising, you know? Yeah. She's just batshit crazy and in the most lovable way ever. Right. Um, did you, if you had the choice of an actress, who would you put in that role?
2: I know it's tough. Um, honestly, I would still go with Margot Robbie, like watched okay. uh, Wolf of Wall Street,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like her accent and her body shape and how she taught, like, especially the action she created for a character in Wolf of Wall Street. It's like, wow, that she would make a great Harley Quinn. Like, holy shit. You know, mm-hmm. just cause she had the accent down. You know, mm. and she was already blonde. She already has blue, uh, blue eyes, so it just works. Mm. And it just, and then when they cast her as Harley Quinn, it was like kind of like a double edged sword. Because like me, me and my girlfriend kind of agree on the same thing. Like it's great that they finally chose someone, but at the same time, you don't want to see it get messed up.
1: Yeah, well that that's always the case with these movies where it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, like they're making. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Casey. They're making I Kill Giants into a movie now. Oh, are they? Yeah, and my meat reaction is like, fuck yes, followed by a, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think that's what all every comic book fan kind of goes through. Um, kind of excluding Marvel now to some degree, because they have been doing a great job. But there are some. They do take some liberties with characters that I know a lot of people aren't really a fan of. Um, like, for instance, Hank Penn being really old now. And not being... Wait. He's uh, well. He's Ultron now. Hank Pym. Well, I mean, not yeah. not in comics. In uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So that was kind of a bummer, but you know, it's that you know that with their success rate and their reputation now, you know they're going to make it work, and you know, yeah. you know, you know that that's going to be good. Whereas we're sitting here talking about Suicide Squad and kind of going like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so DC hasn't really earned that credibility with the fans yet. And that's definitely take coming out in the the Suicide Squad movie. As much as they're trying to make a Guardians of the Galaxy, it's way too early for them. They they should build it one bit by bit. Um for me, I heard someone say this once day for Harley. She's not my favorite character, but I had a pretty decent casting idea. And someone said it and it's just always like stuck with me. Um, Kristen Bell. I think she'd make a great Harley.
2: Yeah, I, I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Kristen Bell would, that would be a good Harley Quinn, yeah.
1: Like, she doesn't have the quite the body for it, because Harley's just got, like, this, you know, that over-sexualized Jessica Rabbit body, but... Right. She can definitely play, like, a psychopath, and she can definitely be loud and annoying as well. Um.
2: And probably do the accent pretty well as well.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's that's... Absolutely, without going. I think that's
2: because for Harley, that doesn't matter. Like what Harley Quinn looks like, or who they get to cast her. She has to have that Brooklyn accent, the the
0: Arlene Sorkin, Tara Strong kind of a voice. Yeah, Yeah, it just
2: it has to be there. Because if not, if like, I don't care if they go down. If they have Harley Quinn look like Harley Quinn from the animated series to the T, unless the accent's there, it's no good. It's like having Darth Vader without the breathing. Yeah. Uh yeah
1: <laughs> just just a very boring villain yeah yeah i hear you um yeah casey what about you Well,
0: oh, um i read a lot of the uh the old suicide squad book from the 80s and uh i know greg you and i have both read a lot of gail simone's run on things like secret six which for all purposes is a lot like suicide squad but more uh guns for hire than it is working for the government Um, but there are a lot of cool characters that, uh, come across in both. And one of my favorites was always Count Vertigo. Hmm. Um, and you may remember him from Arrow. Um, he was doing that whole, you know, uh, Vertigo drug thing. Yeah. Um, for a couple episodes and then he sort of fell off the map. Um, but in the comics he's like, I don't know if he's the ruler of a nation, but he's very closely intertwined with, uh. With an Eastern European country, yeah, and yeah he he's, has... he's actually a count for that. Oh, so his name? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I- oh, yeah, that's right. Duh, <laughs> <Count> <laughs> right it's been a while for me. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but he, his powers are, you know, he he generates, you know, nauseating waves and and things like that. You know, true to his name. Um, and I always liked him a whole lot because of the interaction he had with Deadshot, mm. uh, and that he had a death wish. Um, he was. You know, he's one of the few characters that's like suicidal, but not in a in a like oh woe is me kind of a way, but in a you know my life is miserable, I truly want to die, but I want to choose the way that I go out. Mm. Um, and there's a there's a great because Deadshot is is very similar in that way too, in that um he doesn't want to die, but he doesn't care if he does. So he in to him it's more of a nihilistic kind of an attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a great, there's a great issue of Suicide Squad where they're, they're basically, you know, Deadshot more or less comes to collect after, uh, you know, Vertigo asked him to just kill him one day and they meet like on a hilltop and they just talk it over and they both walk away. But you really get a good sense of what these two characters are about. Um, and I think anybody really playing off Deadshot in a, in a way that's almost similar to him, you could, you can get that from Rick Flag too. Um, which we have at least for the movie i hope um but that that was definitely one of the hallmarks of the run for me
1: hmm. um who would you have play that character then
0: oh man i i couldn't even tell you um my my actor knowledge is is pretty pathetic these days but it, it would <laughs> um i just uh, this is tough I almost think that that somebody like you McGregor could do a good job after I've seen the kind of stuff that that he could pull off in a movie like train spotting I agree yeah you know um, I feel like that's kind of a cheap answer since he's really well known um, but I I think that someone like him at the very least could do an excellent job
1: yeah that's actually I, w- I was trying to place it but like I' I did just did the Google image search for Count vertigo and yeah it's like you McGregor hands down. Wait. yeah that's an excellent choice um so for me personally um i i'm gonna cheat a little bit then i'm gonna not cheat um okay so he was never a member of suicide squad but i really like Catman, and he was a member right. of secret six which is like the same damn thing um He's awesome. He's just like I loved how he was an actual villain and then he was just got really fat and depressed. And then he got his ass whooped by a Batman, I think it was, right? Green Arrow. Oh, Green Arrow, yep. So not even Batman. Green Arrow. Um and so then he went to live in Africa with lions. And then just got like ripped and like became their protector. And he came back donning still the same Catman costume, but just like with his new physique and his new just like attitude just just kicked ass. Like he was just the man. Um I don't know who I would have play him at all, but I'm going to go to my not cheating answer and say Deadshot is my, actually my favorite Suicide Squad member. Yeah. Um because I'm a sucker for not just for multiverse stuff, but for uh Tales of Redemption. And that's what Deadshot kind of is. Right, well, that's what they like all he, are. He starts off as like a villain and becomes a good well, he, guy at the he, end? He's an assassin. Uh, Deadshot has a daughter who is dying. Okay. And the reason why he does all this is for the money to kind of help her out. And he always wants, like, he wants to do good by her. Uh, but he goes about it by, like, you know, being a government tool of assassination. Gotcha. He knows what he's good at. And he knows, you know, that by
0: doing this, he can still afford a better life for her. Exactly. So it's kind of it's it's pretty dark, but I mean, he's got a very noble intention about it. Yeah. So that's
2: that's why I kind of like, in some ways, DC almost actually just how they're doing now. Nowadays, the comic book world where it's like it's no longer good or bad. It's just like that messed up gray area, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's what a lot of their. Um like C-list characters have going for him. I mean, you know, you have your Superman, your Batman, they have their, their land. They have their land, their line in the sand. You know, Superman is, you know, the boy scout. He right. He saves kittens out of trees and, you know, <laughs> he can, um, uh, get a towering inferno. That's a skyscraper and get that all going away with one breath. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's American pie. And Batman doesn't kill. He'll maim. He'll, you know, start kicking ass, but he will not kill. That's his line. Um, uh,
2: he'll break. He'll break an arm or two. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll, you know, get you to a point where you probably wish you were dead. Yeah, but you'll be alive. Um, I think
0: actually the, uh, the one of the first issues of Batman and the Outsiders, or maybe the annual, but uh, he's chasing a. A robber off of a rooftop, and he slips and he breaks his neck on a, um, on a like a dumpster, and he's okay. just like he's just worked up about it. Like he feels responsible. Like that's the extent of Batman's not killing. Like even if somebody accidentally dies or falls off a roof just because he was chasing him, he still feels like it's his
2: fault. Yeah. that's what made freaking Arkham, spoilers, Arkham City like so great. You know, just 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 that just like the all, all like the people that end up dying in freaking arkham city it's like you felt like shit at the end of it you felt like shit yeah i had to i had to drink a shot after arkham city
1: <laughs> you don't know what we should start doing just just on me we should in our introduction we should just say spoilers because in every We're single one we've done, done we spoil something for someone and we don't always remember to put the spoiler tag in the beginning and there's no way people can pause in time <laughs>
2: well the thing is also we don't know we're gonna say a spoiler until it just pops in our heads you know yeah. it's just like oh yeah by the way crap you know
1: <laughs> yeah exactly um so let's I just make a note to no, no no but like, i'm just saying in general that just dawned on me like as as um We listen to these to critique ourselves and everything. I I realize it's like, oh, shit. We just spoiled, like, maybe 15 years of pop pop nerd culture (laughs) in these four episodes. Um, But, yeah, and for Deadshot, uh, in terms of casting going back, I definitely would not have done Will Smith, obviously. Um,
2: He just doesn't seem like a bad guy, man,
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not even that he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He just... Like, I was I hope, and I know this isn't gonna happen now, but as soon as they casted him, I was like, oh god, they're gonna choose one of his kids to play the kid that he's doing it for. I just fucking uh, really know it. And he's still just... trying to
2: make Jaden Smith a thing.
1: Yeah, and we'll talk about <laughs> Stop that. at Hollywood. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that on Thursday. It's a little bit too. <laughs> um in all honesty, for
2: um Deadshot, I was kind of thinking Hugh Jackman. I think <laughs> Let me, let me look. I think Tom Hardy originally was going to be. No, no, not Tom no. Hardy. Uh, Tom oh, Hardy don't, was going to be. Don't, don't tease my heart like that. Tom Hardy was going to be Rick
1: Flagg. And then yeah. he backed out. And then Jake Gyllenhaal was going to do it. And then he backed out. So then they got um, uh, Joel Kinnaman, who, for people who don't know, because he hasn't really been in a lot of things, he was in the new Robocop. And he was also in The Killing.
2: Oh, I yeah, know. He about. was the
1: guy. He was like, yo, Linden," That guy.
2: He probably been really good actually.
1: Um but yeah, Joel Kinnaman is now going to be Rick Flag. Uh that's that's like official. He's the guy in the picture. But Yeah. Either I don't know. I I'm going to stick with Hugh Jackman because for me Deadshot he's he's got that same physique. He's got like that man's man kind of physique. And Hugh Jackman I think is a fantastic actor and he could play a wide range and he could play great areas really well. Um, yeah, as you've seen in, like, The Prestige.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, the thing about Deadshot is that as as far as I've seen him in pretty much everything else, he's kind of... He's partly deadpan, but definitely sarcastic, always yep. cool and collected about what he's doing. Yeah. Um, And there's really... I mean, maybe it's that my Will Smith-watching library has not been enough. But the guy that's all like, welcome to Earth, and, you know... Seeing all the goofball antics he gets in with any almost any action movie. I mean, even I Am Legend, which I would say would be him probably as close as it gets to being super serious. Mm. Um, I just didn't. I mean, I just can't see him doing it that same way. Yeah. Also, where's the mask?
1: You know. Yeah. Well, if he's gonna have the mask. I think they just haven't shown it yet. Ah. But I think it's gonna. I mean, that's iconic. And I know Arrow didn't do the mask either, which is stupid. And Smallville didn't do it either. They um, made
0: it work in Arrow, though, for the
1: most part, with yeah, the cybernetic eye. But... Yeah, but like the mat, that's like iconic, you know. Like that's yeah. that's the thing. That's awesome. Um, all I'm gonna say is, for Will Smith in this movie, I already know he's going to do his two signature things. He's gonna do the his Yahoo in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, um, and he's gonna do the Psh, nah girl nah. Like that's really? gonna be in it. It's going to. It's in like every single one of his goddamn movies that I've seen.
2: Because I mean, don't get me like he's, he, he's. Uh, Will Smith is basically the same guy in every movie. I hate to say it. I love the guy. He 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 was. He's amazing. He's funny. But he's
0: Hollywood's last bankable star.
2: Yeah, yep. he's the same guy in every movie. The only movie I ever saw him in, and this is going from my my Will Smith library knowledge, mm-hmm. was Pursuit of Happiness. That's the only movie where he's like not himself. He's a completely different. Character, whatsoever, you know, mm-hmm. that's 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 basically it,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, he'll he'll bust out some more acting chops in these. I mean, I, I don't think he's a bad actor by any means, it's just he's not who I would picture in this particular role. Um, I don't know, and especially with a name like Floyd Lawton, too. It just for me takes on a slightly racist vibe all of a sudden.
0: You ever made a black guy named Floyd?
1: Yeah, it's just like I don't know, it just seems too stereotypical of a of a name. I don't know. And plus what he's wearing too, what not his costume but like his clothes. Did you see that you guys saw that picture? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. What picture what picture? There's a picture of him in his civvy clothes. Um that's floating around somewhere. And it looks like it's just not very not very good
2: yeah let me find that real quick give me a sec yeah um
1: it's just <laughs> before we started to guys we were like we're not gonna hate on this that much we're gonna have fun with it and then it's just kind of like it's turning into this thing where it's tough to keep an open mind considering we haven't seen a trailer yet you're right you know and like we see a lot of these pictures um and like you see like the costumes aren't like the highest of caliber looking you know the highest quality yeah yeah um but i don't know like you you have to imagine that someone knows what they're doing over there i hope well i mean you know it's not as if you know every
0: other actor other than you know will smith is really a problem child i mean you've got you know adewale I can't pronounce his last name, but he's totally in the wire and a whole bunch of other things. Mm. Uh, like, lost as Killer Croc. Um, I mean, a character like Killer Croc is fairly one note. I mean, he's got the whole, like, oh, you know, I, the, 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 the agony of the body, like, you know, I've become a monster, I will be a monster. You yeah. know, and in things like Batman the Animated Series, he's like dumb muscle, but I mean, this is this is a guy who's gotten critical acclaim for a ton of roles and has played, like, extremely deep and complex characters, and I, I almost really want to see how he does somebody like Killer Croc who, really, up to this point, has been mostly one note. Um, He is actually the one I'm probably most excited to see in this film, outside of Captain Boomerang, who has just otherwise been a favorite for
1: me as well. Yeah, Captain Boomerangs. He's he's good. He's a solid villain, and he's fun too. Like I don't know, uh, DC does a really good job at fleshing out their villains, I, I find. Um, so they're not so one note. Uh, you gotta,
0: you just gotta admire a guy who fights a super speedster with boomerangs.
1: Yeah, it definitely takes balls or stupidity or both. And then gets his son to do the same thing. Somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's what DC's all about—the legacy. Yeah. Really. Um, I kind of wish they were a little bit more about the legacy, though. You know, like some, like some characters are, some aren't. Like, like Superman will never be a legacy character.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just hard to do, and especially with something like a film to establish a legacy. Um, you know, right out of the gate because everything is supposed to be fresh kind of for an audience. Yeah. You know, like, like even, you know, doing an establishing shot of Harley Quinn and the Joker already being a thing, you know, I know that, that we, you know, discussed this beforehand, but, you know, say hypothetically the movie opens, you know, not unlike the animated, uh, Justice League episode where we see them incarcerated or on the run before they end up joining the squad, um, you know, how much establishing shot would we have to do for someone like Harley Quinn and the Joker, you know, how much origin do we really plan to see to ingratiate these people, let alone hypothetically if, if you know, they introduced a character that is so tied to like a second generation
1: hero or villain mm. I mean they're I, I it's think a, it's, I, a big, it's a big world well I think at some point that we're going to get a lot more legacy characters if these movies really start taking off like, I I will imag- I would imagine, because, you know, we as human beings actually age, unlike our comic book heroes. Um, yeah. So Marvel kind of pre-countered that with the whole, they recasted Rhodey. And they just kind of like, were like, yeah, we recasted this deal with it, move on. Um, I wonder if DC is going to take the same avenue or if they're going to start making their characters more legacy driven. Like, you know, uh, Green Arrow... Is kind of but not Well he was I guess he's technically a legacy character Right well he's got a bunch of Sidekicks that have sort of taken yeah. up his Mantle well, in his yeah, absence yeah. Connor Hawk took it Over for a good amount of time uh the yeah. Flash is definitely Uh a legacy character Green Lantern kind of is but isn't because They're technically they're all different Right you know whatever Bat- Batman Of course yeah Batman was The most and when that happened I was actually Really excited about that because I didn't think that was gonna happen at all. I didn't think that would be possible.
0: Yeah, it, it's hard sometimes. I mean, you never expect the status quo to be shaken up.
1: But so wait, yeah. wait,
0: wait, wait, wait—they replaced the bat in the comic.
1: Yeah, yeah, for a, a good amount of time.
0: Dick Dick Grayson ended up becoming Batman for a while when yeah. Bruce was lost in space and time, and he... no
1: shit. Oh yeah. yeah, and
0: and he continued as Batman even after Bruce came back.
2: Huh. Yeah. That's yeah. freaking awesome, and it make it makes sense to have like one of his uh. One of his robins to be Batman, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. When he
2: when Bane broke his back, what is that guy? What's his name?
1: Uh... Oh, that was Ezreal. Uh,
2: Ezreal, yeah, I know he yeah. took over for a bit. He had like a funky looking bat suit. What was his name? John Paul Valley, right? John Paul Valley. Yeah, I, yeah. I still yeah, don't even. That's my know. last name, which is even better. <laughs> oh, there you
1: go. <laughs> um, actually, you know who would be a, I think, a pretty good Deadshot too, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh yeah. I think he'd be pretty good, but you'd expect him to, to die the whole time. <laughs> Michael Fassbender. Let's work. Let's work. Uh, uh, Sean being into this movie. We yeah. need somebody to die. <laughs> he would actually wouldn't be wouldn't be bad either. Um, or even like he would never do it, but Ryan Gosling wouldn't be terrible. Oh yeah, he actually would be pretty good for it. He would never do it though. He likes his like art house indie and. Uh, yeah, if anybody's genre. seen
0: if anybody's seen Drive, I mean you already know yeah. he could totally do a dead shot.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, but he sticks to his indie art house and his what I call the panty wetter, uh movies. <laughs> so, the notebook. <laughs> uh, or that hey, one
2: J- Jared Leto's already in this one. We've got enough panties being but <laughs> can we Well thing a thing I like about like uh Ryan Gosling is Neve said himself, like he wants to be like the um like the anti pretty boy, just because yeah. like he knows he's a good looking yeah. dude and he can get a, he can get like he can get up the role just because of that. Yeah, so that's why he does like a lot of the indie art house movies because he's like, nah, I just want to I want people to know me for my my acting skill rather than how I look. Yeah, which is commendable. He is an an amazing actor. A lot of the movies I've seen him in there where he is like. Doing independent stuff, they're like phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Well, can we just talk about how brilliant of a casting choice that was for to to have Jared Leto replace Heath Ledger essentially, and every and pop culture, you know, people who don't read comic books mind. Because remember when Heath Ledger died, and everyone was like, "They'll never have another Joker because who could who could do that? Who could step up to that? He was the best ever." Blah blah blah. And it was just like this whole, "You cannot recast this part." And then DC was like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a guy who – did he get the Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club? I think he did, yeah. We're going to get a guy who got an Oscar for playing a transgender individual. And you can't hate that because if you do, (laughs) then you're homophobic. It's genius. It's just genius. Um, But, no, he's he's, a fantastic actor. Like, he's – there hasn't been anything I've seen him in that I've been like, terrible job, Jared Leto. You're the worst. Right. How do you have a career? Um so I think I think he'll do well. It's just a matter of hearing the voice. Hearing
2: the voice and also the laugh.
1: And the laugh. That's what's gonna solidify it. If I were the casting director on that, I would have played it safe and I would have gone with Troy Baker.
0: Uh, yeah, well, because at I, least you've nailed the voice.
1: Because you know, and he actually c- could book the part. Oh park. yes, I mean, yes. He's talking about now, yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. He he is. Uh, when we went to go see Gearbox, Dave, he was yep. the guy on stage. Yeah, yeah. He did the voice of the Joker in Arkham Origins. Um ah. so, and if if I played you samples between Mark Hamill and him, I think you would be hard pressed to tell the difference.
2: Right. He does a, is a very is good a, job. He is a,
0: he is a very good replacement since Mark Hamill is no longer doing it. I will yeah. say.
1: Yeah. Um, but in that case guys, that's all the time we actually have for today. I think we went actually a little bit over Yeah, we gotta wait until
0: Thursday to talk more about it. Now. We
1: gotta wait until Thursday to talk more about that So in the meantime guys, I want to thank everyone who's been tuning in to you know For tuning in and continue to do so we're gonna be here Every Sunday and every Thursday coming at you with more bad coyote funky goodness. This has been Greg and Dave. yo, And of course, Casey. Of course. Hey, guys, we'll see you next time or we'll see you never. And be sure to check us out on iTunes.